Hey, please go to the end of the podcast for a listener warning statement, but don't play backwards or else you might summon a demon. Okay, la la la. This is the Insubordinate Teacher Podcast. Welcome to the Insubordinate Teacher Podcast, and we've been gone for a year, but we are back from incarceration. How did we get out, you ask? Well, we lied to the stupid parole board, and we told them we were remorseful. <laughs> and those idiots believed it. But Dave won't be with us. Nah, he said he got hardcore in prison. He won't leave his behind. So we're going to have to carry on without Dave. Oh, sorry, Mr. 8-Ball. On today's episode, we're going to talk about book banning. Yeah, book banning. It's pretty popular. But now the tables have been turned. Now people are saying we should ban the Bible in schools. Do you think they really mean it, or are they just trying to make a point? Hells yeah, they're trying to make a point, but that's what life is all about, Cell Block C. Making a shiv and making a point. So make your own shiv, sit back, and get ready to listen to the Insubordinate Teacher Podcast. Welcome to the Insubordinate Teacher Podcast. We've already, after a long break, started with the usual problems. So we get on to, you know, onto <laughs> Zoom. We're all ready to record. And then right away, what happens? Right. Christine has demands. Right away. <laughs> boom. It starts off right away. Boom. Here are my demands. And we, we haven't, it's been a year since we've recorded the Insubordinate Teacher Podcast. But to be fair, we're on tornado watch. So yeah, we've yeah, been on tornado watch things. for one entire year. There's there's a bit of a change up <laughs> going on right now. Um, we, we don't have Dave with us. Dave's not Dave's not here. Uh, Dave's not here, man. Uh, yeah, you get Dave's the joke. Not here, man. Dave's not here, man. Uh, Dobler, you get the joke. Right, man. Dave, now will you open up the door? Dave's not here. Oh, um, <laughs> They're too young. <laughs> no idea. Bob, you graduated from like the premier party university and you don't even get the Dave's not here, man joke. Dave's not here, man. Oh, that is just terrible. Anyway, Dobler's here with us. Um, Hi. You've, you've, I don't know, I don't think Dobler officially have be, has been on the podcast before. No, I don't think no, so. No, we didn't. Yeah. No, yes. no, 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 she hasn't. Because we, yes. so no, we did some tests and we decided not to use them. Because oh, we, were, we were talking about a new format. Okay, so... You know, we're we're gonna have to kind of lean in a little bit as to why we've been gone for a, a year. Um, you know, some things have happened. I'll be, you know, typically uh, evasive. Um, <laughs> I'll be sarcastic. I will uh, uh, duck, dodge, uh, dive, dip, whatever. I'll do all those things. Is it necessary for me to drink my own urine? Probably not. No. Yeah, I won't be honest. Dave's not here only because uh, our little precious David is on vacation, and uh, part part of like like he's a teacher, like he needs to have a vacation. Um, <laughs> but it's uh, part of like the conditions uh, he had for coming back was um, uh, paid vacation. Several well, throughout the year. But Dobler's Wait, here. <laughs> vacation? Oh yeah, Dob <laughs> here, uh, and uh, we'll introduce Dobler in a second. Um, Part of our new way of doing things on this podcast is to bring uh, different guests. Um, uh, like, well, obviously, if it's the same guest over and over again, then it's just like a co-host. But <laughs> different guests, and we keep on changing it up. But we hope to, that, you know, somebody like Dobler will, will return every, what, how many episodes? You know, every fifth, sixth, eighth, ninth, nice. Dobler? Nine? I feel like Dave's not here. I should get Dave's spot. <laughs> like, automatically? Yes. Yeah. Automatically get Dave's spot? He's so, not going to defend himself, so maybe. I mean, <laughs> you're winning the argument already. Okay, all right. So I'll I'll uh, I'll, ex I'll explain Dobler. <laughs> oh, I can't even do that. Well, one time, well, what happens when a mom and a dad get together to love each other very much? <laughs> they make a Dobler. Uh, Kirsten Dobler. Oh, that's my story. Kirsten, Kirsten Dobler is a wonderful human being. She sings Lovely. like a lark in a meadow. Is that how you sang, basically? <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, you are a fan. You are a fantastic singer. Are you still a singer? Uh, yeah. Yeah. To an extent, yeah. I actually am just applying for to make a children's album. Oh. Yeah. My language. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So she is a she's she's a certified teacher. 
she's a real teacher unlike david she's a real teacher she works in <laughs> she works in classrooms and uh works with kids and stuff like that you even uh, you've touched a kid for real once right <laughs> you've, you've made contact with a child you can't say it like that. It I mean, really it's just bad. literally you've touched the child. Touch that children. is bad. Well, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> if a child, if a child is uh, like has to leave a classroom and you give them a little gentle nudge in the back, you know, you've touched the child. Literally, I accept high fives from children. That's okay. touching a child. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Oh, okay. Consensual. <laughs> I, I don't know why you automatically go into that area. I mean, it's just clear that you've touched children. Okay. So um, okay. you're, you're moving on. I mean, you're <laughs> you're not really a res kid per se. No, I wouldn't say that. No, but you but... are. You are. You're. You're. You're a bit of a res brat now, though. <laughs> well, soon to be. Soon to be. Yeah. You wanna you wanna tell us a little bit about uh, where you've been working and uh, what you've been doing, and a little bit about yeah. a little bit about your motivation to, you know, get back to uh, some roots. Uh, hola, um, hola meaning um, like Spanish. Aquila, no, not, not Spanish. Hello in Spanish. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like. That's not it. So like I live on um Please just tell me that was just your name. No. That'd be so awesome. Or you can call me Kirsten. Right. Um I I I live in I was born here in Cambor River, what's colonially known as Cambor River. Um and I grew up in Powell River. Um my mom took me away from my community for safety um when I was very, very little. Mm -hmm. Um and then I grew up in Powell River, um, was connected to my community like through basically like the love of my aunties. This is, this is in British Columbia. Did you say British Columbia? Did I miss that? Oh, no. Okay. This is British, in British Columbia. Columbia. Yeah. Sorry. Good job. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So on the west coast of Canada, on the inner side of Vancouver Island, on the north part, um, part of Kwakwaka'wakw territory, mm -hmm. um, my people are known as the Ligwistau. I'm in the Waiwakai Nation. Um, that's how the Indian agents separated us. Mm -hmm. um i well i went to um school back east which is like where i got to know the snowbanks mm -hmm. and then i moved home um uh, to bc to a place called kit katla and i lived there for two years and about um halfway through those two years i started my master's degree in indigenous language revitalization and very soon after that i was called home to my community to start my language journey and so for the past four, almost five years, I've been home um, doing language work in sort of all its capacities with one of my aunts um, and also teaching and learning in a Kwakwala, Likwala, um, immersion-ish program. I say immersion-ish because like we can't be fully bilingual, um, fully um, in Kwakwala, but we're getting there. Um, so lots of the work I do is in language revitalization, and I've been learning Kwakwala and Likwala and sort of like the other dialects of Bakumgala. And yeah, and I'm a teacher, and I've been a teacher, I don't know, forever kind of. And I was a real um, brat teenager who was like, I don't need to go to university. Which is why like, I said I res brat. I said res brat. I feel, I feel like I described you entirely by saying res brat, and then you went yeah. on for like five minutes. No, I'm going to, no, I'm not done. And then I got to do everything. That's so awesome. And then I Hear got more. to the snowbanks and they yeah. were like, what the heck, Dollar? Why did you say things like that? Like, oh, you guys are right. <laughs> and from Go there, I, I journeyed in my humility. The word humility doesn't exist in my language. So. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I think it, yeah. I, I learned um, it from so a white man. Mm -hmm. And that's how I got home, and I'm just learning, and through language, just like learning how to be my full self, which is kind of cool. And you're deceptive, right? You're a deceptive person. Deceptive? Oh, I actually, I don't know what that means. 
<laughs> no, you're deceptive. Like what people see on the outside is not necessarily what's going on in that big brain. Here. Oh, <laughs> yes, I'm fair skinned native person. No, that is what the <laughs> hell. The skin bag is white, but the brain is all na- no, that no, no. So I mean, like, like you are <laughs> you when when them? someone meets you, you are very personable. You're okay, you're you're. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> no, no, we're gonna get to the deceptive part. You're, you're very, you're very personable. Um, you're. I would just. How would I describe you? Well, one time you described me as how I flutter along, yeah. and then boom, I attack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, that's that's no, because you, you know you do have what I think many people would think would be uh, some radical positions. Oh yeah, for sure. You you do right. <laughs> I like I don't look at them as being radical, but you do have radical positions. I'm sure that on the surface, people might think that you would be like um, an mm. easy person to control. Yeah, or, yeah, but, but oh, that's it, not you. That's not who you are. Oh no, <laughs> no, no, it's not who you are. No, that, that and I and I mean that as an absolute compliment. No, that's no, just that's important. Yeah. You got to go in with ease, and then you get done what needs to get done. Or you know you go in and you're you're nice and then after a while when people aren't nice to you you got to push back a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So this I come is... from a very long, strong line of women who didn't put up with shit. So I mean, who doesn't come from a strong line of women? But who, who doesn't come from put a up... weak line of women? Yeah. Who comes from a weak line of women? I think they would. Some just... people. You don't you, think? You think? You think they just like? I, wouldn't those women yeah. just have given up at a certain point and gone like, I'm not having another baby? No, they still have kids. They do. No, like they weekly. Yeah. They weekly have children. Yeah. Meh. I don't know. Do a medicine today. Whatever. I, 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 yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, you know, anyway, I'll, I'll, I'll accept that. Dobler, a strong line of women. I accept that. Are you uh, next in in line for strong women? She is in line for. Strong Are you in line for being a strong woman? You think she's not a strong woman right now? No, I'm asking if she's in line for it. Like, is there a lineup or something like that? <laughs> To get a strong woman? No, to be know. a strong woman. Is she <laughs> in the line? This is so confusing. Look, you know, first birthday, of all, right? Dobler's not even like Christine's got her camera off. Dobler is clearly putting Lego together or something like that. She's <laughs> all right. I was so close. I was so close. I said it was Lego. It's uh, <laughs> kind of like Lego. <laughs> anyway, Dobler, I know I know you've never you've never heard this podcast before. So just to quickly introduce, we have. <laughs> We have my daughter, Farah Roxanne. Uh, she's a, a regular, you know, dealing with all the technology and all that kind of crap. Uh, but she's also. And may, I, you know, may I say the fair Farah Roxanne? There you go. Fair. It's also a skin color shot, I think. It's quite <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm deceptive. Yeah. Farah oh, <laughs> in the for our podcast, deceptive. deceptive. Oh, and <laughs> Deceptagon. And uh, she she got accepted to the PhD program at yes. McGill in education. So she's, you know, got master's in education. Her bachelor's Ooh. is kind of bogus. It's in psychology, yeah. which is fake. Everyone knows that's fake. And, okay. and she's got her, she's going to be doing her PhD um, at McGill University as well. So um, not uh, deceptively skin colored. We have Christine. Um, yep. What you see is what you get, <laughs> you know. Uh, everyone, everyone knows Christine. But Dobler, what you don't know is that this is a podcast about helping teachers with their relationships. Oh yeah, yeah. Sure. So what we're going to be talking about is some of the relationships you've had in the past and where you've gone wrong. Okay, sounds good. Yeah. So just, yeah, just, uh, just take a name out of the many names in your history and just throw it up there, <laughs> and we'll go over everything you did wrong. All right, that's, ready that's to do great. That? Yep. So today in this podcast episode, <laughs> if, I'm care- if, I, if I have to be careful to use episode because Christine freaks out whenever I just say podcast instead of episode, we're going to be talking about banning of books, uh-huh. right? So, you know, Chris, you know, Christine did a little bit, Dobler did a little bit of, uh, of uh, investigation into this. Uh, Christine's just a natural book burner oh, herself. Yeah. <laughs> and loves burning the books and yep. uh fair roxanne typical kind of like i don't want to sweat i don't want to do any sports give me a book mm-hmm. i want to just lie on a couch kind of kid her first mm-hmm. word actually was book oh, it wasn't followed by true. it wasn't yeah. followed by uh-huh. band 
I tried to get her to say book ban or book burn, but she just comes to think saying book over and over again. So I've done a little, because um, uh, I, I tried to look for some uh, information about um, just kind of setting up this conversation. I couldn't find anything on the news, so then I did my own um, news bit myself. So news, take it away, Stone. Okay, thanks, Stone. Okay, so here's how I see banning books in schools. So we got to go to the very beginning and, you know, just acknowledge the fact that schools were first built for white people here in North America. And then after a little while, like, they were like, oh, no one else is allowed to be in these schools. These schools are just for us. And then they were like, yeah, but all those immigrants and those black people and the native people, they better learn how to do things our way. So then they were like, oh, my God, we have this great idea. You should all come into our schools. But they didn't want to change any of the books at all because that's what they're supposed to be doing is supposed to be learning things the way that like white people do it so you got to read like a book like a henry reed on the farm or something like that where like a kid goes to a his parents farm in i don't know ohio some blah 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 and then the kids got to read those books and they're like these books suck and when i say the kids i mean like you know the bipoc kids everything like that and then after a little while, like, you know, there was this white guilt that uh, white teachers felt. And they were like, oh, this is terrible. Uh, we got to get some books for, uh, you know, POCs and black people and indigenous people. Well, not indigenous people. They didn't do that yet. So then they brought in these books. And then white people were like all freaking out going, but I thought these schools were just for us. And we were teaching them how to be like us. And then they were like, the teachers were like, yeah, 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 you're right. You're kind of, kind of right. So like that maybe we shouldn't do these. And they're like, we should burn them. And they're like, the teachers are like, the white teachers are like, no, no, we shouldn't burn them. Let's just not teach them at all or, or just pretend that we teach them or something like that. Anyway, fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. And then like, you know, books about like penguins getting on, getting together. And they're like, you know, making eggs and stuff like that. That started to really bother people too. So then, then there was the stuff about the two-spirit LGBTQ plus stuff to, as well that was bothering uh, you know, people at large, you know, the masses, you know, well, I mean, the white masses basically is what I'm saying. And um, and then, oh, geez, this news is so, oh, it's so much to talk about book burning. Okay. And then, like, you know, white Christians, well, I mean, it's not like they're all, you know, pretty much they're 90% Christian, you know. But like then, uh, like, the, the really, like, the, the, the right-wing Christians are like, we got to take back our schools. And so then they started going on all these governing boards and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then they were like, let's get rid of these books. Let's get them out of here. Let's burn books. And well, I don't know if they, well, probably some of them wanted to burn books because, let's be honest, like, you know, a bit of a bonfire is kind of a cool thing. So then, you know, uh, they overwhelmed all these board of governors and stuff like that, uh, uh, BOGs and, and like, um, they started taking control more of the schools, saying what should, you know, should or should not be taught, you know, applying pressure to librarians. And let's face facts, librarians are way cooler than teachers. And the librarians kind of pushed back as well. And then people came up with this really good idea of going like, you know what, if they think that like, you know, like smut and like, you know, violence is really bad. Well, what's more smutty and violent than the Old Testament? Let's give it back to them a little bit, and then let's say that that shouldn't be taught in schools, and we'll highlight all the parts that, you know, we think are either A, you know, uh, cool, or, you know, uh, you know, or on the flip side, like, ooh, this is terrible. Um, and then, oh, yeah, well, okay, uh, back to uh, uh, indigenous stuff. And so then they were like, oh, we need to have more indigenous literature. And then some indigenous authors were like, oh, I've written a book about uh, the experience of, of, of uh, being in residential school. And the white teachers were like, no, you're not allowed to use your own books. We'll write the books for you. And then, you know, uh, maybe we should just burn those books. Anyway, that's the news according to me. So I think that gives you a pretty good idea of uh, what's going on. And I kind of, kind of, I little, I got to be honest with you. I, when I hear book banning, I think book burning. It's kind of like my natural progression. So if you're gonna you, get, it, you get excited about like a yeah. good bonfire. So and I know like, Christine oh. likes bonfires. She likes good bonfires. Oh, I love bonfires. So yeah, in the news, it's, you know, we're, I think we're kind of used to hearing about book banning usually from um, the right wing element of society. Mm -hmm. But now some clever people have come forward and they want um, the Bible actually banned in public schools in United States. And it wasn't really that hard of an argument because. Because they're going back to the Nazi era. 
because they're, right. they're, the, they're bringing the Bible our... doesn't mention the Nazis. No, 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 no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I have a point here. Yes, I know. They're going back to fascism. And because of social media, they've decided that, hey, my opinion counts, whether or not it's a stupid opinion or an unformed opinion or a misinformation. I'm just going to put it out there because then I'll be heard and I'll be seen. And that's what's going on in social media. Yeah, but that's not that's not this group. This group is oh, no, not th- that that is talking about the Bible. They're doing this in reaction to other, like let's say, like the ten most banned books. Uh, you know, uh, right up there. Uh, I've recently found out that Harry Potter is the most challenged book of the twenty first century. <laughs> so, and that's true. That's it is the most because it. Um, uh, well, uh, Dobler knows. Dobler, why is Harry Potter the most banned? Or challenge book of the 21st century is it before or after jk rowling came no out? that's see that's see that's two different groups <laughs> like, that want to ban it no before the the the, the before the 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 turf jk rowling speaking about some of the abuse she's oh, received okay. as a consequence witchcraft well yeah, but yeah, that is that it's it's anti-religious it's anti-christian right so uh and, fear like, yeah, we'll 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 keep it to to the Western world. Uh, obviously, mm. that uh, the book like Harry Potter is going to be banned in somewhere like Saudi Arabia, et cetera, et cetera. That's but well, let's keep it to the to the Western world. Mm. Um, and now it's looking to be banned for another reason. But this group of people um, in the United States who are looking to ban the Bible wanted to ban the Bible as a point. And the point is, is that if we're banning books that are you know the the argument is that they're violent or that there's sexual content in it Mm. then clearly anyone who has read the old testament is going to read about uh extreme violence and um incest yeah and things that are quite explicit (laughs) so i turned to christine as somebody who you know was raised catholic thinking that she was going to have and I have say. a minor. I have a minor in religion. You keep okay. forgetting that. Well, I mean, you never mentioned it to me. Well, I'm telling you now. Okay. So why, <laughs> why, why would why would why is the Bible now an easy target um, for people who are on the left wing spectrum to say like, okay, here is here's what it feels like. Why would the Bible be a, an easy target, Christine? Oh, it's satirical. Could Jesus microwave a burrito so hot that he himself could not eat it? Because the Bible's satirical? I've been missing the whole point. The gesture itself, right? right? (laughs) So if you're saying that the right wing in, and and I'm I'm including Canada in this, a lot of right wingers in Canada, Mm -hmm. and um, if they're banning certain books from being read, well, then why not? why not include the bible because it does it does include a lot of violence and um there are incestual passages too and sex because i mean it's it's a natural thing right and that's what they wrote Wait, about what's and a natural thing sex oh incest. <laughs> because that's how we are that's what procreation is all about. I mean, mm-hmm. how is it going to happen, right? Um, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's a silly thing. It's a very, very silly thing. But wait, what? What? what is the silly thing? Because as the article that we had read from The Guardian, it talks about an, an anonymous parent in the U.S. and how they have gone after the Bible mm-hmm. as as making a point, right? Mm-hmm. That and is. and anybody who has read the Bible, um, Christine, you've read the Bible. Yep. Uh, Dobler, have you read the Bible? A little bit. Yeah, I tried um, one. Yeah, um, Farah, have you read the Bible? No. No, you got the you got the children's version, and that freaked you out enough, right? <laughs> you had cool parents. It really it really stressed me out. <laughs> oh, I, well, I didn't give it to her. It was somebody else that actually yeah. you know, Dobler, who gave it to her um the children's bible but, yeah. but I've, I've read the bible twice and okay. uh, i did it because i think i've mentioned this before because uh in the old days in education you had to pick between uh protestant catholic and just kind of general morals as part of your undergrad and mm-hmm. i did catholic values 
because I thought, now nah, I'll just do it on a lark. And um, and so it was actually a really cool class um, mm. because it was taught by a woman who was really cool. She was a graduate student. It was really cool. But I, you know, reading the Bible, I got to admit, um, it was there was nothing. There's no profound feelings for me reading the Bible. Mm -hmm. Did, did you like I maybe I wasn't in jail, so maybe that's why it was profound. Yeah. <laughs> But you have to look at it as a piece of literature, right? First of all, you know, you have to remember too that well, okay. I mean, people in general, right, yeah. should look at it as a historical uh, piece of literature. That's it. And it was written by men. You think, do you wonder ever you're a bad man? You know, think back those hundreds and hundreds of years women weren't writing you know and the men that were writing knew how to who were literate who knew how to read and write were mostly monks were mostly religious um personalities and um that's where you know they it's a historical piece but it's also made up by the patriarchy who um do, do you think it should be banned I don't think it should be banned. It's like any other book. I think it should be um, accepted for what it is and put it, put it, no, put the Bible in context, in in, in this historical context. And that's it. it sh I don't think uh, it should be taken literal, literal, but many religions, you know, do and have. So um, I, I think it's just a testament of, how people or the patriarchy at that time thought about what was going on in the world and how um, religion was being formed, right? Well, I don't think I don't think that's what these people are doing. They're not arguing about that. They're just arguing strict content. They're not. They're like none of this is an argument. Well, I, yeah, I was getting. I was getting to that, right? None so, of it. Let's let's switch the dobbler for a second because she's just busy building uh, Lego. Legos. But but like the 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 argument isn't about like whether or not it's literal or how it should be taken mm. in any kind of way. It's just purely based on the content and saying that. Well, if you think, for instance, you know, I'm looking at the list of uh, the most banned uh, or top challenged books uh, from last year, from 2022. It's got like um, a book called uh, Gender Queer, a, a memoir um, by an author named Johnson, All Boys Aren't Blue by George M. Johnson, mm -hmm. uh, Tony Morrison, who's that, uh, a book called The Bluest Eye, that's uh, never heard of that person. Tony, is that a guy? Um, then there's <laughs> Flamer by Mark Curado. Um, then there is Looking for Alaska by John Green. And I can go through like the list. That's stuff. weird. That's one that of his fan weird. books. Yeah, well, because it says the ch it's challenged for uh, claim to be sexually explicit and LGBTQIA+. Uh, it's because she doesn't accept punctuation. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> That's That's right. <laughs> and then there is... Uh, the perks of being a wildflower. Oh like, my god! And that's because wow. the depiction of so official challenge is fifty-five. This is in United States, of course. Uh, depiction of sexual abuse, uh, drug use, profanity. This um, like sorry, but that like I find it so stupid when they. If you're not going to introduce these topics in a classroom where it's safe to talk about things and to look at things critically, mm. what, do they think that? Teenagers just aren't going to learn about this stuff at all. Like, did it's so not, dumb. Did you not hear my news intro? They, that's not the argument. <laughs> the argument isn't that this is a place to talk about these things. The argument is you shouldn't be talking about this. I know, things. but I know I'm saying I think that's really stupid. Yeah, it's not. It's like, not. Like, it's not about a safe space. It's not about a safe no, space. No, but it should be. That's my argument is that this should be a safe space where you can teach about these books. And even if there are books that are if there's like bad controversial books you can still bring them up if you're going to teach about how to look at these things critically hey wait a second how many of these banned books have you read Farah? me yeah uh a few that you have i bought them for you 
No, they weren't like, <laughs> I think mom did. <laughs> usually, usually I buy you the books that you're like, you, you, you hand back to me and you go like, you no should. father should be giving a book like I'm like, this. these, these should be banned, actually. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, wait. Well, well, I said the perks of being a wallflower. Then Lawn Boy by Jonathan Evison. Uh, again, it's sexually explicit, and you've got uh, LGBTQA uh, plus stuff. This shocked me. Challenged 52 times by mm. Sherman Alexi. Whoa. The absolutely true diary of a part-time no Indian. No way. I can't believe, and it's for profanity oh. and claim to be sexually explicit. Jeez. That is just, that is bizarre. That is, that is bizarre that anyone would look at that book and, and, and if it wasn't the title of, of Indian on the front of it, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, I, don't, I didn't put it properly, but that is probably the reason why people were freaking out about it because the, 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 and the, the content of talking about the indigenous experience, it's got nothing to do with profanity or the claim of being sexually explicit. Well, they have to look for something else. They don't want to say why they actually don't want it in the schools. They well, that's to... it. That's yeah. it. Then you've got uh, Out of Darkness by Ashley Hope Perez. And depictions of abuse. Hmm. Uh, so it's all things that are probably like happening in the lives of teenagers, what they're right. experiencing or what their friends are experiencing right. or people that they know. But then yeah. the goal is what just never have a safe space to talk about this with well, again, them. again, you're what you're you're not understanding what many teachers think of being a safe space a safe space is the absence of these conversations and the absence of this reality well, so it's safe for them so that teachers feel more comfortable they don't have to talk about exactly. it mm. why well, you know dalbert do you have anything to say about this besides look at the cool little truck i'm making with my lego <laughs> no. uh yes i do no i don't have a truck i'm painting um uh. i think so for i did a little bit of research um also everything you guys have said is like yeah pretty on point um and i did a little bit of research that to see like what happens if you read a banned book in your classroom <laughs> and like i found essentially nothing uh mm -hmm. on the first page of google so i didn't research oh, it's done. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so but what i was what i found about it was that the school district, if a book is banned in your district, the school district cannot provide it. Mm. So it's like they can't have it in the library, like they can't have it accessible to teachers. But it didn't really say anywhere about if a teacher is caught reading this book. And so right. I think it kind of seems bizarre in the sense of like, okay, they're saying no to this, but as teachers, we have professional autonomy. So mm -hmm. no one's really actually stopping us from reading any of these books. Like mm -hmm. the police aren't going to come in and be like, you can't read that book. Like right. we're taking you to jail. Okay. Um, and so I think it would probably have to go on an administrative level. And then sort of the tangent that I want to go on off of this is a something that I learned this year and it was talking about, I did like a, a free kind of program through a place called Groundswell and it was talking about power. And so essentially there are four, in this model, there are four kinds of power, power with, power within, um, power to, and power over. And so like, you can kind of use us as a gauge being like, okay, what does, um allyship look like it looks like power with people um what does like self-esteem self-motivation look like power within like we have power within um yeah. what does like respect and reciprocity look like power to so like mm. i have the power to do anything right um along with like my values i guess and those are really introspective and the last one power over i think is really what's the most predominant in our like current society in like sort of mainstreamness it's like and that's what they want people want power over i want power over the teachers so that they can't tell my kids what to do mm. and it's kind of like that seems just like the common thing mm -hmm. and so when it's like we're gonna have a book ban you can't teach this and it's like i don't know it just seems it's not actually um what's the word it's not actually a respectful form of power I guess mm -hmm. because there are different kinds of good power and and so to me them them being the people whoever are in charge 
are being like, or the people who have the loudest voice mm. saying, this book is bad. Yeah. Like you can't do this. They really actually have no control over what I do in my classroom no. and they can make all the noise that they want to make. But at the end of the day, as a teacher, I have teacher autonomy. Yes. Do you? You do. Well, you do you? Certain, certain, certain I do as I'm not making, as long as I'm not making waves and it looks like I'm doing all the things I should be doing. Like no admin sitting in my class all day. Oh, okay. yes, well, but, I mean, that's that's you, being that's different though, because because you know the teachers. This is me being a brat. No, no, I, absolutely, and I totally encourage you to be a brat. You know that, uh, and and to be to be to be a rebel. You don't want to get mixed up with a guy like me. I'm a loner, daddy. A rebel. Like I totally, you know, wanted to be a rebel <laughs> and everything, but it, it's the the truth is, is that teachers don't have academic freedom. It doesn't yeah. exist, right? And um, and so you have to follow along with, you know, depending on what province you're in or in the states, you have to follow along with what is uh, the prescribed mandate and then figure out <laughs> what you're doing, how it connects to the prescribed mandate. Like, OK, yeah. um, number one, your groundswell thing, you're lying to kids. They don't have any power. And number two, uh, groundswell oh sounds it sounds too sexual. I don't like it. It's so I want to ban that. <laughs> Yeah, because groundswell sounds like groin swell, and groin that sounds swell. very oh, sexual. Oh my god! So I'd like to ban that right away. Talk about gutter talk. <laughs> well, I'm just telling you, it, uh, that's the first thing they, you know, I thought about, and now I want that banned. So that sounds like a you problem, I think. <laughs> well, now it's a you problem because I have the loudest voice. So. <laughs> okay, right, so let's keep on going through this 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 uh, list. Um, the a court of mist and fury. Oh wait, no. I have more. Oh, you oh. have that book? No, no. I have more talk. to say that I forgot about. Okay, go. Go. Oh. And it relates to the power stuff. But so, for example, this year we do like we did our like sexual health, whatever you get a nurse in, and so they're like, oh, you need to send this permission slip home so the nurse can like come in and see if anybody wants to opt out. Which Ooh. is like, okay, like that's dumb. We don't do that for anything else. And I challenged Kirsten, it and Kirsten, I was trying to Kirsten, what level do you teach? That would be important oh, to know. I teach, uh, I taught grade one and two this year. Okay. So basically this health nurse was coming in and there was some pushback and like there were some people who opted out, which is like, fair, do what you want to do. But yeah. they opted out under the assumption that this health talk was going to be talking about um, LGBTQ plus things. They're going to talk about like the gender spectrum. That's what they mm. were. That's what these parents thought they were opting out of. Mm. And really in actuality, they were like talking about private parts and using proper names mm. and like talking about how our bodies function and that kind Round of stuff. 12. So Enough. they're talking about, they, so but like so the parents were fearful that the lgbtq plus agenda, mm. agenda right. was being shown during this specific time when in actuality i read diverse books all the time that model so many different families and family structures and relationships yeah and like that's like how I like just like make things normalized in my classroom. There's just sure. a whole bunch of representation of how different families look. Right. And so I think what was wait, think go back to go go back to the book. What was the book that you were using that people were was I use all, no 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 I just use like whatever books that I got. Okay. There's lots of good books. Okay, but oh, I lost it. No. Well, let me, let so, me, let me, let me help you. Let me help you. Okay. I'll go through yeah. some more books that okay. are banned by Ellen Ooh. Hopkins. Oh, I was going to say the first, the book that you mentioned right before. Mm -hmm. I of think it like, yeah, Here. it's banned. I think, cause there's a lot of like smut in it, which yeah. like, that would be a funny book to like, teachers probably should not be reading that book in a classroom. Like that makes no sense, uh -huh. but like to ban, I don't know. Does that mean it can't be in like, like none of these books can be in school libraries Right? Like, they want it out of the school. They don't think it's appropriate to be in the school. Okay. So, like, they can't even be books that, like, kids go and read themselves outside of the. Uh... Yeah. I look in, in my days, a, a book that the, the librarians decided to ban was when I was in high school, was the Sports Illustrated 
Uh, <laughs> um, swimsuit issue. Yeah, swimsuit issue. Is that true? That's yeah. so funny. Yeah, they didn't want it. They didn't want it there because they thought it was smutty, and so it was it was not allowed. So they they banned that one edition. I don't know what they did with it. Maybe they just kept it kept in the back room, staff room, or something. Okay, here's another book banned. Oh, Ellen, by, Ellen Hopkins. Yeah, Ellen Hopkins crank. Yeah. Which... I read that in high school. Um, because it was in the school library, and mm-hmm. I remember I took it out because she had a lot of books like in that same right like, vein. Vein, yeah. and yeah. I would take them out, and the librarian would always get would always question me and go like, "Are you sure Why? you want to read this? This is not yes. appropriate." You read that book, Crank? Yes. Yeah, I've read all those books. I had them all. Like I owned a lot too. I saw, I, saw I saw the movie Crank One and Crank Two with Jason. Uh, Incorrect. Oh my God. Again, he gets a battery. He does his part, then he goes back out. And even has sex in public, actually, in that movie. <laughs> yeah. In uh, I think it's Crank Two or Crank One. Oh my you God. read the book? Why didn't you see the yeah, book? Yeah, all her books are always about like uh, there's like drug abuse and sexual yeah. assault. And there was drugs in Jason Statham. You gotta. He probably was doing drugs. I thought they were very good, but I figured it'd be on this list. All right, Dobler, come on. What do you want to say? <laughs> okay. Um, so. Is this more about groundswell? I think in those ones and like those last, those are really good examples. And I want to go back to Parks being a wallflower because one of the main themes, okay, spoiler alert, mm-hmm. but there's also a movie, so like you should have seen it by now <laughs> or read the book. I haven't. Um, Damn. There is, you haven't seen the movie? You read no. the book though. She's nah, seen quite one or two it. though. Did you read the book? No, I never did. But I'm too old now. What is am I Jason, not like is Jason Statham in this one? No. Yeah. Um, so, but, so in that, um, so like one of the main themes that ties together at the end was that the main character was experiencing sexual abuse. And so what it seems like is that they're, they're hiding a lot of things. The people of power are hiding the truth and they're like, oh, that's harmful for our kids. Mm. but the also flip side of it is like if the kids don't know that something is harmful and literature isn't telling them it's harmful then the kids might not know it's harmful Mm -hmm. and the people perpetuating that harm will still be getting away with it Mm -hmm. like that's what i'm connecting it to in my health class is like kids need to know the names of their bits so that if something is going wrong they have the language to say like this person touched me in this spot right let me tell you what an administrator once told me dobbler which is (laughs) this stuff belongs in the home it Uh doesn't belong in the schools yeah but if their home is in a safe space and then why would they put it in your home? Like, how many, like, it's rampant. What's rampant? Books? Like, harm, and then oh. abusive people, like, denying that harm or denying the power to, like, what? Like, of course you don't want kids to experience that, and you want that to never happen ever, but, like, it's made possible when kids don't know that it's not appropriate. And sometimes a book is the only way that they can learn that in a safe way. But mm-hmm. that's the argument that they're making. And so just to be clear, this wasn't my argument, but that's the argument they're making <laughs> is about the harm part is that, that you know, some predator could use this book for grooming. That makes no sense. What? It just doesn't make argument. sense. Yeah, but that argument you doesn't can't just, make You can't say that just doesn't make sense. Well, it doesn't because more. how can a groomer use a book that's teaching you about the harms of sexual abuse to groom you into being sexually abused? Well, look, let me just, like, let me, let me just point out some more of these banned books here. Okay. Uh, me and Earl and the Dying Girl by Jesse Andrews. So clearly they could use that book to groom somebody to die. What? I feel like Okay, move on. I'm not even getting into that. Keep going. I mean, like, maybe you don't want to die. Now, yeah. he's, now this teacher is yeah. grooming you to die. And they can force you to change your name to Earl. That could be, which is like a terrible name. Yeah, like why isn't your best friend's name Earl? Earl is a red flag in itself. Yeah, this, <laughs> this, you should this, not be around any Earls. This last Didn't, book, this last book ever? has got, it's being challenged officially 48 times. And it is the best Earl? name. This is the best name for a book. Oh. It's by Juno Dawson. And the book is called This Book is Gay. That's it. Boom. That's funny. That is a great name. I like that. That's amazing. <laughs> Don't they have that? Isn't that a thing in itself? Don't say gay? 
Yeah, well, in Florida, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, this this is, are there any books, first of all, that you think should be banned? Who are you asking now? Anybody. Okay. Uh, No. 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 I I one experience that I had, listen, I am infinitely curious, and I was a very precocious precocious child. I read- You're you're (laughs) Target- Target for for a groomer. Uh, well, whatever. Okay, you're oh, I, 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 word is I knew better. You talk to better anymore. Okay, I'll better. figure out a way to, to bring it back. Okay, listen, listen. So shade. When I, more well groomed. When I was in high school, I think it was, yeah, either junior high or high school. Um, I I'd gone to the library and I was, you know, a voracious reader as I am today. For this, what? Eats books, from ah. censorship. Yes, oh, and I had gone to the li- library and took all my the books I wanted, but I wanted to know at oh I don't know maybe I was fourteen or fifteen. I wanted to know what was everyone talking about about Mein Kampf. <laughs> Wait a second! Wait, stop! There's stop. the big silence. Stop! 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 stop. So Everybody you gotta, you gotta keep in mind. You gotta, you gotta keep in mind. Okay, Christine is I'm 15 years old. Yeah, she's she's been uprooted from like from her biological family. Yeah. She's adopted. Her yeah. Quebec French Quebec family decides, you know, we should go to Boston to screw Christine up yeah. even more. Yeah. She grows up in Boston. Now I'm just thinking yeah. about her growing up in the 1970s and yeah. all the kids in Boston, you know, they're all hanging around, they're all talking, go, hey, hey guys, you know what's cool? The Boston Bruins. Then another guy goes, No, man, it's the Red Sox. And another guy goes, Hey man, have you ever heard of like Mein Kampf? You know, this is the thing that all the kids are talking about. What's Mein Kampf? Yeah, forget the Bruins, man. Forget, forget. Tim, Tim, what is the, no, they don't have Tim Hortons. Whatever. Forget Dunkin' Donuts. This is the cool <laughs> thing everyone's reading. They're all reading Mein Kampf. What do you mean everyone was talking about Mein Kampf? No, I was reading. Well, like there were shirts and stuff like that? mainstream kid. Newspaper or magazine articles, oh, okay. right? They would read so much. Yeah. When they mentioned that Hitler had written this book called Mein Kampf, <laughs> I'm like, what are they talking about? I want to know more, Right. So I what thought cutting edge news is this in Boston in the 1970s? They just found out. <laughs> they just found out what happened. Okay? okay, all right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go I'll shut with up. it. Okay, go I'm going with it now. I'll shut up. So um I wanted to know what's the big deal. Okay. So I Oh, it was World War II. That was the big deal. <laughs> but I was interested in World War II and, okay, and yeah. all right. the, the concentration camps and all that. I guess maybe it was at that time that I was learning that history. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, what's this all about? So I went to the library. I went to this library and I asked her, I said, do you have a copy of Mein Kampf? Like, they're like, this is Boston. We got an entire section of it. And she said, excuse me? Oh. And I said, you know, Mein Kampf, it's German. And she's <laughs> like, no, no, absolutely not. And I mm. said, why? What's the big deal? Did you read it? No, I didn't have a copy. And she says, you miss. How old are you? And I said, uh, 15. Goes, old enough. Turn around <laughs> and go home. And I said, but, 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 but. Oh and God, that's where yeah. it ended. Right. And then. Have you was, read it since though? No, I haven't. Uh, not until I learned, of course, as an adult, what it represented. And I thought, oh, okay, now I know. But that librarian should have told me as a 15-year-old, listen, you don't want to read this book, and this is why. You know, instead yeah. of shaming me yeah. and saying, no, turn right around and get your butt out of here, you know? Um, because there are preco- precocious, precocious children out there that that want to know what is this literature why are you banning these types of books yeah and and that'll inform their little activist brain you know our politicized brain later on to say okay this is this is what the left are saying this is what the right are, these fascists this is what fascism mean this is what communist means you know all that thing all those little 
nuggets of information um, that are really important as your brain is developing. That's what I found as a kid. And if you were a kid also who went, not because you were like, I don't know what this is, I want to learn about it. Let's say like it was a different teenager who was going there looking for it because he thought it would somehow like he was falling into, you know, right these discriminatory thoughts. And if you're an adult and your response is just to shut him down, that's Mm -hmm. not going to turn this kid away from going down this really hurtful and hateful path. Right. So you're saying it's, it becomes forbidden fruit and they want it. Yeah. Which so is, you, you know, what, what you've seen with like. If you don't let your children no, go like, to a library like and the, watch drag queens reading books. <laughs> yes, exactly. Then the child is going to be automatically Great. saying, I want to be RuPaul. Yeah. <laughs> be exactly. RuPaul. Yeah. No, I, I think it means watch, that. I want to be wildly it. successful. I want to be really. <laughs> I want to be a positive role model to a lot of people, and the parents will be like, "No, yeah, because it's for." I think it means like it just it strains your relationship with your parents, or it strains your relationship with yourself in terms of the drag queen. But I'm curious about that approach for um, what Ferroxan's talking about in terms of like, all right, this kid is going down this like dark, hateful path. Mm. And then they get shamed and then they're like, wow, they don't support our agenda. But it's also a very big question. Like what, because I agree with what Christine said about like informing like a bigger picture. But like at what age and stage does a young person develop the autonomy to like, or like how do you assess someone's value system to be reading something for information rather than reading something that is like maybe more persuasive well, or n- now dobbler i mean you can't stop a kid because everything's at their fingertips yeah. well yeah so, that's what i, I was going to so say too it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't you make not a difference teach them how to read which is <laughs> well, yeah. oh, yeah. illiterate yeah, that's, that's good right. and they're like and then they start crying and they go mom i want to go to cairo and they go why they go i want to learn hieroglyphics i want to go he's like no you can't read anything nothing well the the thing is too what I've learned from my own research into cyberbullying and, you know, online hate and discrimination is that a lot of hate groups are going to end up being one of the most welcoming groups for people who are falling down yeah. these paths also, right? And so the way that they're able to get teenagers, you know, and youth to fall into this path is that they present themselves as like, oh, you know, everyone is turning you away, but like, we're so open and you're allowed to do whatever you want. You can say whatever you want here. Here's the, here's the forbidden information that everybody yeah. wants to give you. And so like, like the Bible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they show the Bible in the mm-hmm. end. They always as show long the as you like praise God, then yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. As long as you adhere to the one true value. I think, so- I think we can all agree that Shakespeare should be banned. Cause it's so boring. Oh, it's so boring. <laughs> It's so hard to understand. Oh my god, it's so boring. Speak normal, right? Like, come on. I mean, exactly. I mean, like, I would just like to say, uh, as a kid who loved to read out loud, who got yeah. all the best roles, I liked it. Oh <laughs> uh, well. No, no, I mean, like, to read I mean, out loud. The, the important, you know, it, it just it, honestly, it's like just a little side note. If anything could be banned, it should be Shakespeare, especially like the teachers who decide to make it ultra cool and hip. You know, so you know when so you have like those plays uh, that come to your school oh, and it's oh like a Shakespeare, God. but it's like they're on oh skateboards and they roll in. <laughs> yo, yo, yo! Oh. I've oh come today God. to bully season, not to praise him. You know, <laughs> for the good that men do off live beyond them. Yeah, yeah, I hate that. I hate that stuff. So you better not be talking smack <laughs> on Romeo and Juliet from the nineties. Leo was flawless in that. Yeah, wasn't they weren't young enough. Also, she's the man. Is yeah, also sure. great. This like fourteen. Yeah. I should have been honestly. Ban Shakespeare, make everything into a spinoff. I'm pro almost <laughs> ban everything. So everything spin-offs. should be like, okay, I like this idea. Yeah, yeah. This is a good idea. So you don't like, do Romeo and Juliet, you do mm-hmm. Romeo and Juliet too. Ten things Romeo I hate about you. And Juliet. Oh, oh, that kind of thing. No, that goes back to the no, I want to hear the, I want to, I want the second part of it. Like, you know, them in the graves and they have Romeo and Juliet yeah. too. Yeah, they do. Have, no, I don't want that. I want I want them in their graves and then they're zombies or something like that. Oh then, wow. So you want like Isn't um, that the Corpse Bride by Tim Burton? Yes, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. true. Yeah. Okay, so we still haven't decided. Um I I, I honestly think it this this was a brilliant idea was to 
But I say we're going to ban the Bible. Yeah, I think it's a brilliant yeah. idea. I think it's yeah, genius. I, I think it's, I think it's not, absolutely genius. Do they not like pretend to be secular in the States? They do. They do. They do pretend. So why is it there anyways? Well, I mean, you can't, the Bible like, is you secular. Can't, you, yeah, you got to, <laughs> like, all through Canada, through, I can't really speak in any, with any great knowledge, the United Kingdom. Um, funny enough, I can't. But in United States, it's all superficial kind of secular, which yeah. is like, secular means normal, right? That's so, why I said to be secular. Yeah, so mm-hmm. so it's like, you know, when I played on, on different teams in high school and they make you take the knee and then they do, like, a prayer. I mean, there's no... <laughs> I mean, but but mind you, I was going to a Protestant school in those days, you know, but in the States, it's filled with that kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And there is such thing as separation of church and state, right? No, so there isn't. Like they say it, but whether guess, or not yeah. it exists or not. That's what I'm saying is that yeah. it's it's written down, right? Yeah. right? But it's not actually... Um, Okay. It's not actually exercised. Okay, Dobler, now, I know I, I, you and I spent a long, long trip on a bus going through malawi you were lying on the floor (laughs) rolling back and forth going i can't get comfortable (laughs) like Um, a rogue water bottle yeah and i was telling you get off the floor of this bus and then you wouldn't and then i decided to entertain everybody by retelling the entire harry potter books having (laughs) never read any of them and you tried your hardest not to get annoyed with me but it kept on annoying you as I was like, you know, obviously, clearly, mistelling the entire story. So you're such a diehard Harry Potter fan. Now, now, how do you feel? What? That's such a complex question. So I really work hard to not consume, um, or to like buy or to buy into like Harry Potter as a franchise, mm. um, and like support J.K. Rowling monetarily. Mm. Um. But and I also think there's a lot of queerness in her stories, and so in retro- yeah, re- retroactively, sure, sure, yeah. But like, just like <laughs> maybe, yeah. I think that I don't know. Maybe it's she messed up and like didn't mean to put those things there. But <laughs> um, I I don't know. I, that's a hard question. Okay, here let me let me ask yeah. you, let me ask you a, a different one. Okay, I was asked by a very prominent academic and I won't say who it was, who was in an argument with another very prominent academic. And when I say prominent, I don't mean local yokels. I mean, like, really, like, internationally prominent, okay? Oh, like like you mean me. Yeah, exactly. And, oh, it was Christine. And what was going on at the time was this other prominent academic had jumped to yet another young graduate student and left his last wife who was the past young graduate student to yet you, you get you get the drift of what i'm saying right this is very so, interesting yeah, okay like i have a guess no just kidding <laughs> so basically uh Farrah roxanne let me put it to you in simple terms this guy had a habit of being married to somebody and then getting a graduate student who was much younger dumping that wife going to another graduate student marrying that person and it just kept on going on and on and on yeah i know i said that's a very interesting oh, I, I, wasn't thought being sarcastic. Con- I thought you said confusing <laughs> no i said i'm loving this right now please continue with uh, okay. gossip. <laughs> so, i mean just because because i'm so pure as a father you wouldn't oh, of course expect that kind of <laughs> um <laughs> And the question, because they were, he was really, really upset. This academic was really upset um, and asked me the question because the person did a lot of writing about like, you know, ethics, morals, social justice, this kind of stuff. The prominent academic did. Yeah. The one that was having another relationship. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, and just devastated the, the last wife, you know, Um, and then asked the question, should the character of the author make a difference to how you read a book? Meaning, does the book stand by itself or does the book connect with the author? And then in some ways you can make that decision that if you think the person's a horrible human being, you're going to say, that's it. I don't want to have anything to do with this literature anymore. I think it depends what they're writing about. Yeah. Well, the person's right. writing about the person's writing about like ethics, social justice. Yeah, and yet the person can't act that way in any way whatsoever. Well, the thing, yeah, I mean, if I'm reading like 
an academic book or an academic paper by someone who's writing about like anti-racism and then the person is a huge racist in real life yeah well, yeah, that's gonna yeah. affect how i'm gonna do you know i'm like right and there's a lot of books you won't want to read then. well there we go yeah that's what i'm saying like there's a lot of books where i i understand like separating the art from like the mm-hmm. creator mm-hmm. but in my mind like this isn't like a black or white argument i think it depends on what it is that they're writing about and what it is that they're saying i agree i think that's fair i think that yeah i think that but i also think that people like are intrinsically connected to their stories and so it makes it complex but i think as consumers we get the choice to choose how we're consuming something Mm -hmm. so like Mm -hmm. i know that harry potter has brought harry potter as a story has brought in a lot of like joy into my life and positive relationships and deep connections with other people who loved it and then who like even people who are like we love it but like jk rowling sucks and so like i think that yeah it's not black and white and i think that there's so many complexities to it yeah but my choice right now is to not invest in jk rowling as a human monetarily Exactly. Mm-hmm. So you're going to steal the book? Yeah. All right. She's <laughs> <laughs> the gazillionaire anyway now. Or okay. wait till the school okay. bans it and just pick it up off the side of the road. Actually, that's not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. <laughs> All right. So we started off. We started off with with you know obviously the 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 the, the couple of people in the United States who I think did quite a brilliant move by saying that the Bible should be banned because then you want to create that slippery slope where you make people have to rethink um, Mm -hmm. what their actual, like what the stand actually is. And then you're, you know, you're pushing the other group of people who are trying to ban, um, you know, whatever those books are that, that I mentioned uh, earlier to, to really take the stand and, and get pushed into a situation to go, okay, well, it's not really about like pornography. It's really because the people are gay and I don't want that. Yeah. You know, it um, pushes them into saying that. Um, So I was thinking when I was like doing a little tiny, tiny bit of research for this, Mm -hmm. um, I thought about an alternative argument. um, And I told my dad and my dad laughed because he thought it was funny. And I'm like, wow, look at me, funny girl. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) How how did he laugh? Did he laugh like in your face or with Uh, you? No, he's like, oh, that's a great idea. Okay. Anyway, this is my great idea. (laughs) And it is that. So. The people who are enacting the banning of the books, like, is there, there should be a system for who can ban books. Mm -hmm. So like in the past year, if you have read 10 plus books, then you're qualified to ban a book. But if in the past five years, you have read five or less books, you're not qualified to ban a book. (laughs) And so So, the problem is fighting bureaucracy with bureaucracy. Mm -hmm. And so if you want to ban a book, you need to prove to us that you have read X amount of books in the past year. Right. And, and that's then a... you are qualified to ban, to submit to ban a book in a school. What, how, what percentage? Uh, what percentage? But like, how do we prove it that they write little books? Oh, they have to do an essay. And do a, a, present- a yeah. presentation. Yeah. You need to do exactly. synopsis. Yeah, they have to do bibliography, if you yeah. will. Oh, that's okay. cute. Yeah. Okay. Like All right. Okay. Yeah, I like this. But how? what percentage of the books that they've read are they allowed to ban? Oh, I don't, well, no, they don't have to have read that book. They just do need to have read any book oh, like, i think they I have to read the book really... that they want to ban i want like <laughs> yeah them they to have to read, fully the book read it yes. write a report exactly. yeah. do a little powerpoint i want like the exactly. full like, prezi prezi let's make people prezi i want a prezi presentation <laughs> i want to feel <laughs> sick watching it yeah. <laughs> all right thank you very much let's just wrap this up uh ms dobler once again thank you for showing up i'm, I'm not gonna See you just... next week Oh, yeah, I'm not, no, I'm not going to just say you're replacing You have the job. No, I, I want you to come as often as you as you, you want to. Honestly, it's always a pleasure to have you. Farrah Roxanne, thank you very much. Christine, you had your camera off the entire time. You are such a damn rebel. I'm so... But this is the new me. I don't care. Yeah. Okay, the new, new me. You. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Do whatever you want to do. I love you all. Christine, do you want to plug anything? Do you want to say like for people to check out our social media that we never use? Absolutely. Um, (laughs) We have someone who's looking after our social media, but yes, if you want to find us, it's uh, we're available on most 
platforms, but um, wherever you get your podcasts or wherever you cast your pods, yep. go for it. And we're going to be doing this more regularly now. It's it's going to be a thing. That's why when Dave wasn't able to show up, we were like, okay, we're just going to do it without Dave. And Dave was like, oh, no, you're not doing it without me. And I was like, yes, we are. And uh, <laughs> it's, it's very tough to stand up to him, but I did. I finally stood up to him. And, uh, oh, and uh, so yeah, so yeah, we're going to be doing it uh, more often. Uh, before I go, Dobler, do you have anything you want to plug? Any new shows <laughs> coming up? Any classrooms you're going to be appearing in? You're going to be uh, reading a book in uh, grade three class or something like that that we, we should all know about. No, I'm going back to K-1. Okay. Woo. Okay. So <laughs> that's that's where you're going to be performing is in a K-1 class. How many people in the audience? Yeah. Uh, I think I'm at 18. Any any way we can get tickets or anything like that to see you uh, teach? Mm, not unless you're willing to fly out to BC. You never know. You never know. So let's just put that out there, okay? You're welcome. All right. Thanks, everyone. Bye. 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 Hey everyone, so I'm supposed to warn you that like this podcast is about the broad field of education, but it's a comedy thing as well. So it's got like satire stuff in it and sometimes bad words they use like fuck asshole or shit, but stuff like that. No words worse than fuck. Yeah. No, I, I think no words worse than fuck are used. Anyways, people on this podcast don't really represent any institution, like, whatsoever, so don't be all, ah, over what's being said, just be chill, calm down, and relax, bro, it's gonna be fine, okay? Hey, the insubordinate teacher would like to thank all the people at freesound.org for putting up such amazing sounds that we're all allowed to use. It's made our job trying to be creative a lot easier, and I'm sure for all the teachers out there, you're going to be able to use this too and come up with some creative ideas in your classroom. So check it out, freesound.org. Go to the merch section, buy a shirt. I did. Donate some money. I did. Be thankful there are people out there who are creative, and are trying to inspire other people to be creative too. And check out our Facebook page where you can find the references for all the cool sounds we use. And of course, thank you to the Rude Boys of Shiraz for that awesome opening song. So, bye!